Hey everyone, my name is Dave Nixon and welcome to another episode of the Peak and Flow podcast. Today I'm going to talk a little bit more about, I guess, kind of following on from a previous discussion, not necessarily the subject, but one of the things I decided to do with this channel, besides getting more people on, is kind of just telling you what I do. Uh, from a business standpoint to health standpoint to coaching, communication and so forth um, with the goal that it may be of use to you uh, or someone you may know. And so speaking with that, we're talking about selling with integrity. Now, this is a really interesting conversation, I find, for many reasons because sales in itself can be feel icky, it can sound icky, it can be icky, it can be many more words than that. And when we look at the words selling with integrity, I'm actually borrowing them from a book called Selling with Integrity, Reinventing Sales Through Collaboration, Respect and Serving from Sharon Drew Morgan. But I'm not just speaking to some of her systems and some of her work. I'm just flagging it because it's good work. Uh, so I do recommend reading that if you're in the space where you are actually doing any form of sales. But it's here's the thing. Sales can be clunky. They can be product or service focused. Now, they could probably be problem focused and that's okay as well. But fundamentally, it should be person focused. It should be going, what is this person's problem? You know, what is their potential? Well, okay, let's take a step back. Let's get stuck straight in. It's not just what's their problem. It's actually like what's their symptom because usually they're coming to you for the symptom. But if you fix the symptom, it doesn't actually address the problem. So what's the problem behind that problem? Because they're going to present to you the symptom, right? So if you're in a space of sales, it's really actually thinking and having the skills to be able to build out, okay, what is this person's problem behind their problem? For them, they think it's their problem, but it's actually their symptom that they're bringing to you more often than not. And so we can do problem focus, that's fine, but it needs to be person focused. And when I even talk about that, I'm also including their relationships, their family, their current life circumstance, the, it is the the solution that we're looking at, is it even sustainable long-term? Do they want something sustainable or do they need a quick fix for a particular reason? Um, all of these things take into account when we're looking at, well, the sales conversation, but it's more than a sales conversation, right? It is more than a sales conversation. It really should be a fitting conversation. Are we a good fit? That, that's it. But in order to do that, you need to know your product. You need to know what your service is. You need to know who your ideal client is. You need to know your target market. You need to know your values. You need to know um, what your who your community is and what are the important factors that feed into that, especially if you're in the gym environment or similar. There's still community in, in any and culture in any workplace. It doesn't matter what it is, whether it's client focused or whether it's team employee focused. Those are still things that we need to consider when we're actually either onboarding a, a new team member or onboarding a client. Are we a good fit? Because if we're not a good fit, if I'm just trying to get money in the door, if I get someone in the door who's not a good fit, but I sold them a, a potential solution to their problem that we're not really the, the best fit for, but hey, I got my numbers, chances are that's going to cost me more long-term down the track because I can't fulfill, if I overpromise undelivered or overpromise different delivered, I can't fulfill what this person's expectations are. Therefore, they, they could be asking for a refund. Now I've got bad reviews. Now there's bad rapport. Now they're not going to refer anyone, all of this sort of stuff. It is the absolute opposite of building raving fans. And so it is so important that we go, okay, what is my product? What is my service? Who are the types of people that I want to work with and that I work with best um, and that would fit into my community? Are they, are they a good fit? Because if we're a good fit, and this is Taki Moore's words, if we're a good fit, then we'll work together. That's it. We'll figure everything else. But if we're not a good fit, then don't worry about it. And that's really what 
uh, selling with integrity speaks to, it's called buying facilitation. You're helping to facilitate the person buying rather than selling facilitation where you're just facilitating the sale. That's different. With buying facilitation, you're actually asking questions and engaging with the individual to help grasp a broad understanding of where the person's at, what are their, what are their problems, what are their blind spots, what, what are they really after, uh, are they ready to buy, um, are, they just, are, they, are they warm, are they not really that interested, are they here because they t- someone told them to be and so they're like, well, I just, my wife wants me to do this and so now that I'm here, it's just kind of, so it's not really what they want to do, but they kind of, they avoid conversations with their wife. There's so many factors that feed into this and it's like, well, you know, maybe it might be a good idea if, you're, if your wife is interested, if you come along together or whatever the case might be, you don't have to go straight away to just trying to give them solutions for their marital status but the key thing speaking to there is going what's the general scope of what's going on how can i actually help facilitate this person buying what's going to provide a solution for them rather than looking at my sales looking at my my products and my service and going how do i make you fit my product it's the inverse of that and it sounds counterintuitive however it works so well because that's what builds culture and that's what builds community and the culture and community when fostered well builds referrals that are good fits for it if you have a and i mean misfit here not in the good way where people are just completely different but they have a common unity i'm saying misfits where they don't get along in a small environmental space whether it be a workplace or whether it be a community gym then you're going to find it exceptionally hard to be able to really build in referrals because it's not a connected community so really important so a fitting conversation is really what comes into that another key thing there which is important to look at well, two key things don't impress assess if I'm in a sales conversation, I'm trying to impress a person with my knowledge and trying to be like, yeah, look, heaps of people have that problem. You know, we've nailed it so often. Here's all our clients' results. Let me impress you so that way you buy. No, no, no. I want to assess, is this going to be a good relationship? Am I, am, I, am I a good fit for you? Or do I know someone else that might be a better fit for you long-term? Because that's actually on behalf of the client. Hey, it's on behalf of the person. Be like, look, you are south side, we're north side. I appreciate you might enjoy driving and you're open to doing it. I'd see that probably being a short-term solution, whether short-term six months or whether it's 18 months, I'm not too sure. Yet there might be a better fit for your south side. But if you're happy to start north side, no problems at all, willing to get going with you. I'm just flagging that my experience tells me that over time people may start to look south side. And that's okay. I'm okay with that. I'm just mentioning that now um, so that we're all on the same page. And if it's working, great. And if it's not working, great. And so I even had a lady call me inquiring uh, just late last week. And she's like, look, I'm just going to be up front. I am shopping around. And she was a bit, she was a little bit hesitant because she's had previous poor experiences with personal trainers or gyms. And I was like, yeah, that's okay. That's good. I recommend you to shop around. I would prefer that you shop around. And she's like, oh, okay, that's okay, great. And I'm like, yeah, I, I, I prefer you to go, I've been looking around at other facilities and this is the one that I like the most. I want to work with you. That means that that person's likely to be with us way longer than somebody that's just like, hey, I need to train. You're the closest to us. I just want to sign up. I'm super motivated. I'm like, fuck yeah, what an easy sale, but what a hard keep right the other way around it's like i'm confident in what we do that if we're going to be a good fit and i can help facilitate this space for you that you will end up being yes i want to work with you long term great the person stays for three years so what's the lifetime value of that person and you're 
upfront as the facilitator. You're upfront, you're answering questions, you're able to uh, engage with the person at a person level rather than engage with the person at a product or service level. Really, really different things. So really important there. It sounds and it feels a bit odd first doing it, but later on, I found after doing that multiple times, it is so easy and the person just lets their guard down so quickly. And what that means is that now you can actually have a, a human connection with rapport and a normal conversation. And they won't get that across the board, especially in the fitness industry. They will not get that because they'll go speak to, if you're in a similar position to me where you own your facility and you're, and this might be in, in any real estate business or in a marketing business, whatever it is that you're doing. But if they're speaking to the owner or someone that's actually a technician at the same time as in they're on the floor, they're doing the work so they understand the, the art of it, the science of it then you can answer questions that the admin person doesn't because the admin person is driven by sales. They're trying to get sales in. And so the person may engage with that person, but the person really, um, as in the, the inquiry, the client inquiring may engage with the person asking questions uh, that's working in admin, working front of house, trying to get sales. So the beautiful thing by being able to be open by allowing people to A, shop around, B, ask questions, and C, is like we want to make sure that we're giving you enough information, answering the questions that you have, and giving you an experience of the facility so that you can make an informed decision. I'm literally handing the power over to them, right? We want you to make that decision. We, I don't want to take that decision away from you because I know long-term that that doesn't work. And I'll even say that. I'll say that in our intros. So what other questions do you have that I can help answer that can help give you the information you need to be able to make a decision? And people are like, oh, well, I think you've answered everything. But if questions come up, I'm like, if questions come up, my coaches are great. You can ask them. I'm here. I'm around. You can also ask me. That's completely fine. In fact, what's really important on the gym floor is I highly encourage that you ask questions for the coaches because not to test their knowledge. You're welcome to if you want, but because it actually helps them help understand you more and they can coach you better. So I encourage you to ask questions. My coaches will definitely ask questions, but I really encourage you to ask questions because it's actually going to help my coaches do their job even better. So from there, we, we can actually, you know, inverted commas, get results faster if you were to think of it that way. Mm. And so that's the kind of conversation that I have with people because of what it is, is really nurturing a relationship and we're on the same page. We're working together. We're co-facilitating a relationship as opposed to some sort of hierarchy relationship where it's like, well, I'm the trainer. I'm going to tell you what to eat. I'm going to push you through your work. I'm going to tell you what to do and uh, we're going to get you some results. That's a codependency. The other one is a 50-50 relate. Well, it's actually a 100-100 relationship. We're both fully showing up 100%. And in doing that, we're able to really build something that's got a healthy return on investment long-term for the client and also a significantly better return on investment for the commercial model of the facility, whether it be a gym or a real estate agency or whatever. And so these things become, these, these factors become really important when we look at sale conversations. The last point there, I said that was two points, that was meant to be one, but is people usually, people in sales will usually attempt to sell to their selling patterns so I have a sales script, I have a sales strategy that I'm going to try and sell you on as opposed to helping that buyer understand their buying patterns and then going, hey, like I already said tonight, on the, I said, well, it is tonight here, but on this podcast, what other information or experiences do you need to be able to make a decision? The person may never have even thought of that. They're like, um, I guess, uh, look, I would, I, I'm not really sure on how the classes work. I'd like to get a bit of an understanding about that. And um, 
I've got like a my daughter week on week off. Is it okay if she can come in and sort of sit on the iPad? That I, that's not in my sales script. I don't say any of that stuff in my sales script. I don't have a sales script for one, but if I did, it wouldn't be that. But what I did do is open up a space for rapport for the person to ask a question that's relevant for them. And I'm like, oh, of course. Yeah. How old is the daughter? 12. If she was interested, could she, can, you know, maybe trial the gym with me as well? Yeah, absolutely. I'm more than happy to have that discussion. We can have that one-on-one outside of the intro if you like. All of a sudden, that's they're not getting that on the phone to a salesperson, Right. So these are the skills that allow somebody to be able to feel comfortable, to be able to actually really facilitate a buying facilitation. I know it sounds corny saying it that way, but it is, to the buyer's buying patterns. Really important because they're probably not even aware of it, right? But if you can ask the right questions, then that can help open that up for the person. And they still may choose somewhere else. And that's great because if they're a better fit somewhere else, that's actually better for them, which is really what you should be. I want to serve people, but everyone must work with me. That makes no fucking sense. We have a we, we can service like 150 clients here in my facility. There's 400,000 people in Canberra. And I say that in the intros. I'm like, so we're not trying to service everyone. We want to make sure that we give people the opportunity to experience us, ask questions that are relevant for them so they can get enough information to be able to make an informed decision that they're comfortable with. That doesn't sound very fair, David. <laughs> like, of course it does, right? You're like, oh, that makes sense. I don't, I can't work with everyone. It's not how it works. And so in doing that, it gives people way more freedom to be able to make their own choices. Um, and sure enough, the, the people that are bought in, they, they really buy in. They really bought in. Mm. So I'm going to leave you with a couple of questions. I've got some notes here on that. Um, these are three questions you can probably ask within your um, facilitating, sales facilitating, buying facilitation, sales conversations, fitting conversations. Um, you can change them, make them however you want to, you feel that they fit best for you. Um, however, these are really simple questions that can give you a lot of information. And you may find that other places don't ask these types of questions. So already the person inquiring is having a unique experience with you compared to the standard facility. Cool. So what's the most important factor for you when considering where you want to train? The person may not even realize that, right? They go, um, flexibility with times. Once again, I've got my daughter week on week off, so I can only make once a week, one week, but I can make three times the next week. Okay, it's good. It's good to know. Or they go community. Okay, great. That's good to know. All right? They go, oh, I, I don't know. I haven't really thought of that before. What's the most important factor? For me? I guess expertise for the coaches. I've trained places somewhere else and it's just like, so, like, like sergeants yelling at you. So here is information that they may not even know, but now you definitely do know. And you can either include that in the conversations or you can be like, oh, well, we are sergeants that yell at people, so we're not going to be a good fit. You're welcome to try it still. Right? Easy. What questions, so number two, and I think I've already mentioned this anyway, what questions do you have that you would like covered in tonight's session? So I run intros at night time, so I'm literally almost verbatim in what I'm saying. Uh, I'll say, this is what I say in the intros. So there's a few things that I want to talk through in tonight's intro. However, what I'd love to know, because I have different people in the room every single week, what are the things uh, you would like to know and make sure we cover in tonight's session? And then I shut the fuck up. <laughs> I shut up and I allow someone to start. Yeah. And then facilitate from there. Um, last one. I think I've already mentioned this already, but here we go. What information or experiences do you need to be able to make an informed decision? And so that's that's a little bit formal. How I might say that would vary based on my rapport with the individual. Um, or it may be an offer. It's like, look, we want to make sure that you've got enough information for you to be able to make a decision that you're happy with. I might say it like that. 
it just depends on what feels natural for me in the moment and depending on the rapport that I have with the people around me. But that's the gist of it. I'm asking them, what else is there that can help you make a decision? Like if you join up, great. If you don't, great. And it's not like, you know, you're with us or without us uh, or with us and against us. It's going, we want to make sure that you're finding your fit. That's, that's crucial. That's the best thing for you. And that's why we're here to serve. And on that note, team, I'm done. Thank you very much for tuning in. I hope you found this beneficial. If you'd like more of these types of podcasts, because it's not something I do crazy amounts of, um, I'm more than happy. I'd like to be able to share every single thing that I've found successful in my career so far, uh, whether it be coaching, functional training, communication, relationships, and so forth. And more than happy to speak to all my mistakes as well, because there's been a lot of them. But either way, that's me done for today. I'm out. You can find all the information about books, seminars, and retreats which are training changing uh i'll expand on that more later on but they're changing from next year but you can find out those things in the show notes but that's it i'm done i'm out until next time peace and pizza i'll see you soon